sports fans and welcome to the 15th episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up and talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I am joined like always with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes? G'day fellas, it's Origin Week, let's do it. The Principal. Hello, hello. And Phantom. Hello. Uh, so glad to have you, you back, laughing? Phantom, so glad. Always anyway, a let's crack our beers. I got one right here. Cheers. My, mine is mine is encased with you know a bit of inspiration for Origin, the King. But I was going to say bourbon and coke Wally usually Lewis. with uh, with ice Wally cubes Lewis. rattling around in the glass. That's but it. Anyway. That's it. Oh, that'll come later. But no, yeah, that comes King later. Lewis. We need some inspiration after game one. You need some good players as well. You think some bald, bald old has been's going to do it? Oh, why not? We're going to speculate about game two uh, towards the end of this podcast. We still need to get through round 15's games. Smokes, Broncos versus Rabbitohs. Let's, uh, let's hear about it. Well, you know, it was a real treat about this game for me is the fact that I did not watch one second of it. Uh, I just didn't want to put myself through that pain. Um, obviously, I You're know... You're a true supporter. Oh, no, I'm a true supporter. To be fair, I actually had other things on that, that night, so Simmons I didn't have a chance watched to... watched every Raiders game this year in their house. Yes, it's been a depressing... At least, at least every now and then, they, they scrape through with, with what's called a, a, a semi-decent performance. Um, or they can at least play... For, they can at least hit a lead for a little while in a game before f***ing it up, which we'll get to later, but don't worry. But, uh, oh, look, they were, Brisbane were atrocious. They, they were just... This was always going to happen. South were always going to put us to the sword. There was only one good thing that the that, that Broncos did in that game, and that was the um, probably the try-saving tackle of the year by Xavier Coates uh, when he um, ran down Gagai, which was just a, a freakish effort. But you'd think that would have been... you Because know, I think at that point it was 10 or 12 nil. And you'd think, OK, that, that could inspire the team. Go, OK, well, we, we've, we've dodged a bullet there. We've come up with an amazing play. Let's Let's step up and fight. But... No, and it just got worse. And as I said, thankfully, I didn't watch any of it. I just saw a couple of little glimpses on the highlights or lowlights for me. And yeah, I, I guess the most interesting thing about this was probably Kevy's press conference afterwards um, and the revelation that, you know, he's told Tavita Pengai Jr., um, you've got to start looking elsewhere, mate, because we need to restructure our cap. Yeah. I, I think Pengai Jr. comes down to culture as well. You can see from the outset how last year went down that. That he thinks he's bigger than what he is. Yeah, I, th- I definitely would agree. If this is twelve months ago. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I actually think he's been. He hasn't stepped a foot wrong this year, and he's been one of our better performers. And and he was, from all reports, he was again on Thursday night. I think the thing though that and and Kevy was even asked like why why is it TPJ that's that's got to go? And he said, look, he says no real particular reason. We just need to restructure and reshape our cap, which to me suggests that. Whoever was in charge before, which we'll get onto this in one of our articles later, um, signed this guy for way too much money. And it's totally blown our cap out of proportion. It's the same with Matt Lodge. Now, Matt Lodge has been one of our absolute strongest performers this year. But he's on too much money for a prop forward. I think he's reportedly getting about 800000 a year. Now, a prop really probably shouldn't get more than 500000 a year. And that's the top-line A-grade props. And... It's it's a shame that they sign him to that because he performs. He performs every week for us, but um, that's too much money. And that's why they've got to get rid of these guys. What are the Broncos going to do when they get rid of their two best players out of a shit team? So they're going to get mm. Pengai's moving on. They say he won't probably won't play another game. 
Matt Lodge is mm. meant to be. They, they were trying to move him on halfway through the year. What's going to happen yeah. after that? I think it's going to be just more pain. There is some breaking news. There is some breaking news that just came out about an hour ago that uh, we have reportedly signed Kurt Capewell to a three-year deal from Penrith. Benny Ikins um, just swooped in. Well, it, it was funny because the last thing he said on 360, he was asked, yeah, I want to sign him. who's the yeah. first guy you'd go for? And he said him. That would suggest to me that he had already had some information from the CEO that, yeah, we've just about got him. Yeah. And the reports are that apparently he has accepted a three-year deal. It's yet to be announced officially, but the reports are he has accepted the deal. Um, he's, a, he's a big signing for us. Um, he's a quality player. Um, obviously a great back rower and can play in the centres. Look, I don't think he should be playing centre at origin level, but he's certainly capable of doing it at club level, um, especially if there's a bit of injuries to your backs. He can slot in there. He's a great signing. So um, I guess that fixes part of that. I mean, if, if Pengai Jr. is going, he's been replaced by Capewell. He's probably not going to be paid as much either. And he, to be fair, I mean, whilst his best is probably not as good as Pengai, he's probably more consistent. You've had a lot to say about a game you didn't watch. Oh, a lot of this is not about the game. It's about the aftermath, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So... He watched a press conference. You watched a press I conference? Watched, <laughs> I watched the last five or ten minutes of this game in Star City. The Star, sorry, not Star City. Keep calling it the wrong thing. Uh, after my little thing I did in Sydney last week. And I was happy because I was sitting at the bar eating my noodles, <laughs> watching these guys just getting absolutely creamed. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then, because I was at the casino, I turned my blue note into a red note, so I was happy about that. Um, all right, on to the next game. Nice. Uh, Cowboys versus Sharks. Principal, your second favourite team. My so second favourite team. team. They just keep coming up with the wins. Not, not consistently, but, you know, they've had a few wins. Um, I didn't really watch the game, to be perfectly honest. I'm pretty sure it was a close one, wasn't it? Was it close? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, was two, yeah. it was a two-point game. Yeah, two-point uh, game. The, yeah. The Sharks got up by a couple Queens, points. North Queensland got a bit shagged right at the end, though. But I, I still don't think that they would have won. I, they wouldn't have won, but like it was that was high it, tackle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys were mentioning it was a uh, bit of a dicey sin bin or something. Yeah, like, falling over into a tackle is probably about thirty centimeters off the ground. <laughs> And he got collected because he mm. fell over and then... I did, yeah. I did see a replay of that, yes, because um, I saw it on Instagram. It was like a little short of um, Taumalolo having a, a run-in with the ref just saying, like, come on, are you serious? Like, he was on the ground. Um, and I think that, yeah, that got... Was, well, yeah. And I think the judiciary cleared it. I think he, he didn't get anything from that. Cool. It was, and, and, so they should. he came out and said it was um, the wrong call. Yeah, so... I mean, it was, that's the of tough course, one. And they... Yeah, surely by now they're starting to get some sort of data and stuff that what what's a send-off and what's not, given the videos, they should have some examples by now. When when you clearly fall in, they play out. You know, this was... We've spoken about falling in before, but this was... He, he was nearly... He was, well, he, he he was, was on the ground. lying down, having exactly, a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, look, the, the Sharks, they're, they're having a little bit of a resurgence. They might be a, a sneaky chance of scraping into the eight. Um they come up with a couple of good, solid wins. Um, yeah, so maybe they're, well, they're, they're out to impress the, the new coach now, for next year. They, so. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're in there at the moment. I don't know what their draw is like. I'm sure they're still going to run into some, some pretty tough opposition between now and the end. But, um, look, they're probably out to try and impress Craig Fitzgibbon because he's obviously put some guys on notice that they won't be there. So that's probably how why they're, they're, they're putting in. The guys who want to hang around are trying to earn their places for next year. All right, let's move on to game three. Uh, Phantom, Roosters yep. versus Penrith. 
Oh, oh, Ben Cummins forgot to bring his guide dog along for the ride. He just had no idea what was going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, okay, Trent Robertson. Yeah, that's the thing. I've got to try and not be sound like a hypocrite. Ah, oh, it's just I, I thought we were going to really give him a red-hot go after the first 10, 15 minutes. And then, like, Nathan Cleary, the acne-ridden little shit, just kept getting us to do dropouts. And it just beat us to the ground. Like, the, yeah, the Panthers are a fucking good team. And it was relentless, wasn't it? Those dropouts. Are, those, those, yeah, um, in, it just kept yeah. dropping. And in the fucking rain, and it just... it Pretty well after... The, the third or fourth one, you just tell it was all going to go south for the Roosters. And, yeah. yeah. And you got, you guys finally had a guy put in a bin for someone falling into a tackle too. You know, because you always get get it in your favour with Tedesco. So yeah. finally one went against you. So that was quite oh, funny. Nah, that one was f***ing <laughs> ridiculous. Like he didn't, his fucking arm was like vertical, like running parallel with his f***ing torso. <laughs> And Nathan Cleary has got the biggest head getting around. Like, try and miss it. It's just... What was the outcome of that one? Did he get fined? No, nah, he got off. He got, oh, got off. I, I personally think he probably should have got well, six no, to eight weeks. Do I know weeks, what he got but... off? You know what he got off for? Because it wasn't a f***ing head high. <laughs> I think he should have got six to eight weeks, yeah. personally. But, um, look, you, you make a good point about Cleary. I mean, geez, that's the thing about his game. What, the acne? Well, yeah, that too. So, you know, maybe a bit of Clearasil or some, um, you know... But, um, no, about his kicking game, I mean, that's the thing this year in particular that's gone up another level for him. Like, yeah. it was already, he already had a good kicking game, but... I think... Jeez, I mean... With Cleary, remember, like, when he first came on the scene, and I know you were the same, and I, I saw that he was good, but I couldn't see what all the hype was about, and now I actually see what it... Like, he's a fucking good player, and he's actually getting better. I'd, I'd say, yeah, at this point now, yeah, definitely. He's, he's now at the level that people were putting him at, a few years ago yeah. when he shouldn't have been put at that level. Now he's there. Now he is absolutely... Like, he's in the top two players of the competition. The other bloke happens to wear a Maroon jersey at the moment for the Sea Eagles. But, um, but yeah, mate, the thing is, I, I think back to when probably the Broncos' best performance this year was against Penrith. It was Nathan Cleary who won that game for them purely because his kicking game was so damn good. Um, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's the most impressive thing about his game, I think, at the moment. Knights vs Warriors. Principal, I picked you because... Uh, on like Friday, you asked to change your tip and oh, you changed yeah. it to the good, losing good team. You know what? I don't think I've ever changed a tip and got it right. I don't know why I do did it. Did you change it? Because did you change it? Ponga was out. I was I like, I reckon he did. I wanted my beer bet eight, eight out of eight. So I was like, oh, look, you know, Knights are just a rabble. They're, they're, they're struggling without him. So, you know, anyway, bad, bad tip, but. I must confess, I nearly changed my tip as well. When I saw you change yours, I thought, no, no, I could possibly get one up on him. Yeah. So I'll leave it. Warriors played pretty average, so I don't know. I didn't really watch the game. I well, sort of watched low, it. low-scoring game. Yeah, I watched it sort of in the background, with, but, yeah, I didn't really watch it. Principal Dragons versus Raiders. Oh, oh <laughs> This cost us money! This has been a very big topic at my work. You know what? We... The faders are back again. This is they led oh. by twelve. Mm-mm. They led by twelve twice in this game, and oh. they yeah, had it won. And you know what happened? What the most frustrating thing was? Surely someone realizes when you got like sixty kilometer hour winds behind you, maybe it's a good idea. Try and <laughs> the ball's going about four hundred meters, right? With a little kick of forty twenty. 
Oh, then what happens? The dragons get out of the back. They just kick them for fun the rest of the game, and then they had proper field position. It was just a bit stupid, really, from the Raiders in the way they weren't. They didn't really play the conditions. They... But how 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 is Ricky meant to give his underdog story if you're not underdogs anymore? So this is all part of his rebuild. <laughs> He's, it's an underdog. I love rebuild. it. You know what? What a story. Coming, you know, third last this year, premiers next year, done. How do, how do I build siege mentality when we're a good team? Just just be consistently good. He just made he just made George Williams homesick, so he could just sort of have the sob story. Oh, you know, it's all against us. George Williams has left. He sort of just made him homesick. He's just sitting there going, "Don't you miss England? Don't you, you know just at train every time?" And yeah, just yeah, probably no. Well, I think that it, another thing that happened during the week before this game. You know, everything's been going a little bit better since it all settled down. Then old mate decided to to give his his one sided version of the story. Basically Which which seemed to be which seemed to have a lot of holes in it, it too. A hundred percent. I'm surprised yeah, they wrote yeah. that without any sort of other comment. Like it was it was a hugely one sided thing. It was basically just attacking the whole of the Raiders, Ricky Stewart, everyone else. And it's just putting more it's just I thought it was just journalists trying to stoke the fire of what's happening. Well, he neglected to mention the fact that, um, you know, this whole homesickness thing was obviously a feed of shit because he was, um, he was trying to shop himself around to other Sydney-based clubs to try and get close to the beach. Yep, that's right. He's just, like, yeah, no. it's just, you know. Uh, look, look I, 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 think, I think with regards to this game between the Dragons and, and, and Canberra, I think the thing that really, really shone out to me was the fact that it cost us fucking money. <laughs> well, so did the Warriors game, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I thought we, we because, got there. Because the principal had a, had a four-leg multi on teams to win. No, I think it was six, wasn't and it? This is the one. Oh, it's like it was a six. six. Oh, it was six. There was six. He got five out ladies. of six, and this is the I, one. I that, predicted and, it. And you know, the, other five, the other five won by a country mile. Yeah, but you know what? If I'm glad that it was the Raiders. <laughs> That fuck oh. Yeah, because then we can blame him because he put the bet yeah. on, and it's his team's fault. You know, now, I'm you know that. The, the stupid thing, right? I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not betting on the Raiders anymore. So I was like, I'm just gonna put a multi. Yeah. And then I was picking the teams, and I thought, no, nah, the Raiders will win. They've had a good win. They're feeling confident. I'll just chuck him in. And I'm not technically betting the whole, all of our money on them. It's just you know, one part of the multi. They'll get up, and look what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I will and not... a couple of times, as you said, you're looking... I, I think out of the last few bets, Smokes and I are the only ones to win money. Yeah, I know. We are. But you're, so winning, little, you're winning little wins. I'm trying to, like, get some decent coins. We're not you're going 10 get, bucks. trying to get the, the big win. Building I don't have the, the patience for that. Um... I want to just get 100 bucks, 200 bucks straight up, so... You know what? That, that's, Ricky Stewart, that's Ricky Stewart's <laughs> attitude as well, and look where yeah, he is. He's been going pretty good for the last few seasons. It's only the first season in a while, which he's had a... An average season, so I'll take that. I guess the, the 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 big thing to come out of this game, though, I guess, was um, Ben Hunt had an absolutely brilliant game for St George and won himself back an Origin jersey. So he he had a, a good night out. So. Yeah, he was good in that game and just. Oh, he ended up being the difference in a close game. He ended up being the difference in a close game. So um, and that, and that's what you want going into Origin, someone who's going to win those those um, games for you. Yeah, well, Jack White, and I'm, you know, he tried to play himself out of it. Origin jersey with his performance, <laughs> he was um he, well, he just went missing. He, he really went missing. Yeah, and I thought he'd starting to yeah. warm back into to some form, but yeah, this week he was yeah, yeah. really non-existent in that game. 
maybe he had an eye on the Origin game. Maybe he had an eye on Origin two. Possibly. Maybe his possibly head wasn't in the in the in the game. Yeah. Possibly. All right. Let's move on. Uh, so we can start talking about Origin later. Uh, Phantom Storm vs West Tigers. No, it's a f***ing towel-up. I'll talk about it in my spiel, but... So much... Wasn't it, like, 60 nil after about 50 minutes? They're just... They're the biggest bunch of rejects. Like, <laughs> they, but so they true. are. Like, it's so true. Here's all the players. They got rid of Tedesco. They got rid of Pappenhausen. They got rid of Moses. Adokar. Ad- they got rid of Ad- the Adokar. And, mm. like, they're just... They're, oh, they're... It's like they're grabbing whoever's available. We're like, yep, we'll take him, we'll take him, we'll take him, we'll take him. You know him. what the thing is, though? Other than Tedesco, none of those other guys did anything for the Tigers. They were all pretty... Like, I think Adokar scored well, the odd tri- didn't have a chance. Well, he didn't get, a, he he didn't get an option. And look, to be fair, he wasn't really going to get a chance at Melbourne either. It just came out of a bit of fluke luck. There was a couple of injuries, so they chucked him in. He absolutely blitzed it, and they've stuck with mm. him since, but... Um, but they well no because yeah. Melbourne also recruited him because they would have seen potential. Oh yeah, like they well. recruited him for a bit of depth and stuff. I don't think they, I don't know if they really thought he was going to be their long term fullback option. But you know that's what you get a chance, you take it. Bang, mind you, it'd be nice to get him back yeah. on the field because I, I, who knows when he'll be back. Uh, Phantom Eels versus Bulldogs. Oh, I don't know. They're both those two teams that just do they do nothing for me. Although I got first try scorer. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. I was happy. Aren't you all about the Bulldogs? I mean, normally don't you pick them? No, no. No, he's misses. He's misses. Yeah, 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 fine. Yeah. All right, yeah. Smokes, did you watch Titans versus Seagulls? Uh, not a, no, not but a... he's about to give you a five-minute synopsis of what happened. <laughs> Go yeah. f*** yourself. Go f*** yourself. Well, I'm check experts. We don't need to actually watch these games. It's fine. We have opinions. I only, I only saw the highlights because I was at Movie World with the kids, but I, I was looking up the scores on my phone while I was at Movie World, so I'll check, check the scores. I saw it was 24-8 to eight in favour of the Titans just before half time. I'm like, shit, they're playing well. I looked it up an hour later, it was like 56-24? to 24? What the bloody hell happened there? Tommy Turbo hit the go button. That's what happened. Tommy Turbo just said, I bet actually, I'll, I'll give these guys a start and then I'll start playing. <laughs> and, and sure enough, you know, Manly, they, they're... In terms of like attacking ability, they're the team at the moment, aren't they? Um, they they just seem to be piling on the points. Or are they on the old ladder? They they're running, I think, about fifth or sixth now. They're they're, they're only sixth. They, they could be right up there. They're, 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 my, they're my dark horse now, man. I, I I think it's very much leading towards a, a Melbourne Penrith grand final again. But I think Manly are one of maybe two teams who could, on their day, knock those teams off. I think, I think Man, Manly and South Sydney are the two teams who could potentially get those guys just because they've got so much attack in them. Penrith and Melbourne. One of those teams is going to be in the grand final. I know nothing about football. I know that Penrith or Melbourne, one of those will be in the grand final. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I just said. I said they're, they're the favourites to be in the grand final again. Uh, but, but if anyone's going to shake it up, I think Manly, as a Manly and South are the two teams who've got the attack in them to do it. Manly are looking more likely over, you know. Man, Manly, are, Manly are playing a bit more consistent, and and because Tommy Turbo is in just this insane rich vein of form, um, he could potentially hurt them. So it'd be interesting to see when Manly play those two teams. I don't know when the when they play them in the draw, but they'd be good games actually. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know they played Pen. Well, they played Penrith twice already. Oh, they? So I remember they got absolutely right. belted by them. But then, then the, the the next time around, they they were very close. Like I think it was like a. Yeah, it's that's about four right. Four points in it, and Penrith yeah. got a try late. But um, I'm not sure if they've played Ma- uh, Melbourne. I'm, I assume they probably have played them at least once. All right. Well, after that round uh, 15 of tipping, you guys actually did some good tips because uh, who have we got here? Phantom got five out of eight. 
Smoke's got seven out of eight. Boom. And and, and who who ruined my perfect round? Uh, can you tell <laughs> yeah. you Phantom, can, can you point out who ruined my perfect round? No, principal. Ricky Stewart. Ricky f***ing Stewart. Yeah. Never liked him. Keep calm and trust in Ricky. Keep calm, trust Ricky. I send you that all the time. You're still not keeping calm. You're still not trusting Ricky. I have to send it a few more times just until it really sinks in. My blood boils when you send that. It honestly, I love it. I hate it so much. I completely, I understand exactly how it's received, and that's why I keep sending it. Year wide, you guys are doing some interesting tips. You guys have, like I said, last week was a good round of tipping. (laughs) We'll see what happens this week with those only one game. Um, mm. But anyway Well the most we can get wrong is one Well that's right, that's true mm. uh, Phantom's on 66 out of 117 Smokes is on 70 Principal's on 82 And I'm on 86 Now I wrote this just after The f***ing Queensland team was announced And I was reading it to myself And I actually made myself laugh <laughs> <laughs> So you'll get at least one laugh. person laughing Exactly uh, It's because it's, it's, it's immature So Good, right. we like immature I'll try and say it as good as what Smokes did the other week. Well, shit, boys, what a weekend it was in what can only be described as a massacre on the great game of rugby league with a barrage of ridiculous symbions and downright stupidity from the officials. Broncos versus Rabbits. Speaking of massacres, how about those Broncos? In what was started off as an even contest, eventually unraveled for the Broncos after the 47th second of the first half. It was said that old Kevy had conjured the spirits of the old boys to help out this game. However, he hadn't factored in the one thing that could stop the old boys' spell from taking effect. That being, the love and admiration they had for old Uncle Wayne. The display from the Broncos was woeful, so much so that it put a smile on the decrepit face of Wayne Bennett and resulted in a one in 1,000 year event. Yes, that's right. Uncle Wayne cracked a few jokes with the press. Although this comedy fest didn't last long, when they asked Wayne how it felt to be back at Suncorp, to which he replied, it's called Lang Park, you f**kwit, at which point every Queenslander suffered a mild erection. For the sixth time this year, Kevy threatened to sack a bunch of folks, but left everyone confused as Alfie, the white ant Langer, was left alone. Cowboys vs Cronulla. Clearly the reopening of the vinyl room in the Shire was just what the Sharkies needed to find their groove. Sean Johnson, again, made it known he was available to all eligible clubs. He is now even signing jerseys with his agent's phone number. He is that desperate. Old grumpy pants Todd Payton kept his 10-year scowl going and was seen walking to the dressing room with his belt in hand, ready to belt the living out of old Dearden for bringing the ginger curse he embedded in Brisbane. Panthers vs Roosters Well, ladies and gentlemen, the bloody refs are mad. In what can only be labelled as the worst display as refereeing in all of rugby league history, the poor, embattled and heroic roosters had it all thrown at them. Even Mother Nature was giving it to them, with what can only be described as a borderline cyclone and slippery conditions resulting in the acne-riddled Nathan Cleary slipping into Takeaho's shoulder. This then created a spiring chain of events with the Roosters' Good Samaritan being sent to the sin bin. When Captain Teddy challenged referee Stevie Wonder, he was heard yelling, How the f*** was he meant to miss that head? Have you seen the size of his jaw? But never fear, rugby league fans, as yet again, the scholar Trent Robinson is going to fix the NRL and send a warning shot to all of them in a well-orchestrated and articulated press conference. Ivan Cleary didn't have too much to say on the matter, as he was too busy 
too busy sniffing his own farts. Knights versus the Warriors. Well, f*** me. Did anyone see that bomb from Clifford? It was f***ing huge. So big that not even the man model Reese Walsh was able to catch it. So naturally, he then got picked for the Queensland side. The Knights looked sharp with the return of ex-Roosters Mitch. I stole my dad's nickname Pierce as he steered them around the park. Ex-Knights coach Nathan Brown was seen slapping RTS around the chops at halftime while screaming, F***ing hell, Barrett, you're going to lose us the grand final. Dragons vs Raiders. To the Raiders' credit, they are consistent. Yet again, the ACT faders made their claim as the NRL's biggest chokers. Ricky was left speechless and at a loss. He was quoted saying, What the fuck else am I supposed to do? I gave them my best underdog speech at halftime, and I'm on the bloody sidelines like the old school coaches. The fucking sidelines. Fuck it, I'm hiring Dufty. He'll sort our defence out. All this shit would have never happened if Ben Covens didn't yell six again. Yet again, Ben dropped the ball hunt, made his claim as Queenslander's number one pretend hooker, giving Queensland coach Paulie G a viable conspiracy theory for his selection. When asked on his team's performance, old coach Hook could only respond with, you're f***ing next, Gussie. Storm vs the Tigers. Well, what a f***ing towel up that was. The silver lining of this game was the Bloody Panthers are not number one on the ladder, which is, would just be an injustice to the game given the handout Ben Cummins gave them on Friday night. The only thing bigger than the scoreline was the size of Jerome Hughes' ego at the 80th minute. Eels vs the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs had a simple game plan. Get coach Trent on the sideline so the cameraman would focus on him rather than his team's disgraceful defensive performance. No one really noticed this game as they were lost in Trent's steely blue eyes. My God, what a specimen. Titans vs the Eagles. We're almost there. It was around the 20th minute that someone tapped Turbo Tommy on the shoulder and reminded him that the game had started. Once that happened, the future Roosters legend carved up the touch footy Titans. The most satisfying part of the whole game was being reminded that the Titans, despite a miserable month of horrible games, was that they were still a better club than the Broncos. And finally, Origin. Now it would be arrogant and foolish of me to start talking the Maroons in the event that New South Wales lose. But unless someone decapitates Turbo Tommy, I don't like their chances. This game is going to resemble that time your dad challenged you to a boxing match using only one arm and still f***ing smashed you despite your best efforts. F*** you Queensland and f*** you to all those people that were born in New South Wales and started going for Queensland during their heyday. Karma is coming to get you and it resembles the next rugby league immortal Brad Fittler. And that was the week that was. Uh, okay, that was great. Thank you, Phantom. Uh, we'll move on to our news Very headlines. Good. Very good. All right, I, I have a feeling that last little jab may have been at me. I'm not sure. No, just the Queensland. Just Queensland in general, mate. Don't don't feel so special. It's not just you. It's all of Queensland. Mm. <laughs> all right. Are you telling me that you turned on your state? <sighs> just talk to me after Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Maroons vs Blues, game two. Let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Tedesco's in position one. Here we one. go. Yeah, the um, yeah, the, the teams have obviously been named. Look, New South Wales, uh, only one change from game one because it was forced. Um, Jake Trebojevic is out injured. Uh, so Junior Paulo is now starting and that grub Crichton from the grub Roosters has made the grub bench. Um, whereas, uh, obviously, Queensland, quite a few changes. Uh, the biggest, most notable one is Reese Walsh. The baby face, the, the male model from, from Queensland is um, 
can harm is, it. Uh, is starting at fullback. Um, look, he's played seven first-grade games. That makes him the second least experienced origin debutant of all time. Uh, I guess other notable changes. Josh Papali'i is back in, which is a massive inclusion. Ben Hunt's onto the bench. David Fafita's been reverted back to the bench as well um, because the, the, they're able to move Jai Arrow and Tino uh, into the back row. So they're the, they're the notable changes. Um, yeah, look, um, look at New South Wales, not too many surprises there. But fellas, Queensland, go on, discuss. Are the, are the, does, is it a better Queensland team? Is it worse? How do you polish a turd? <laughs> Oh, it's got to be better with we're Papali gonna, in there. Gonna... I think they missed that, but you know, I still, I still think New. I, I, I can't see them doing nah. much. I, I feel like McCulloch could hooker. The the massive. Well, that was the other big one. That's yeah. a big downgrade to what they had before, and they still struggled. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think they're still well, going to get. I can't. I can't see them. I can't see him containing the back no, five. Not the way. Well, there's the the there's one very very key element to containing the back five is controlling the ruck and the forward pack. Now, one thing I would say about this Queensland team is the forward pack is far stronger than it was in game one. For two, well, it should be on the basis that Christian Walsh doesn't get injured after about you know eight or nine minutes or whatever it was in game one. Um, Look, Papa Lee and Christian Walsh as a front row pairing, I believe, are a very, very powerful and strong front row pairing. They're probably, uh, in terms of starting props, they're probably better than the New South Wales starting props. Um, and I think that I think having David Fafita comes coming off the bench and Ben Hunt as well gives them a lot more impact off the bench. So I think their forwards are much stronger. That's where Queensland have to win this game. It's as simple as that. They if they win there then all of a sudden the guys like Latrell Mitchell and, and Tom Travojevic don't get the opportunities that they got in game one that they got so easily. No Brisbane, no Brisbane players in Queensland. This The, the, fir- the first time um, since the Broncos have been incepted in the competition, with the exception of the two years where the Broncos players couldn't be picked because of Super League, which I think was 95 and 97 they couldn't pick Broncos players. Um, it's the first time ever since 88 that um, there's no Broncos in the Queensland team. There's, there's one in the New South Wales team. But none in the Queensland team, so that's um. You've got about six ex Broncos in the Queensland team. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah, there's that many ex Broncos. Um, absolutely. Well, in fact, yeah, there probably is about that many. So possibly more. Uh, and there's a future Bronco in there in Kurt Capewell. So, um, look, it's I I think the Queensland team is definitely stronger. They have to win it in up the middle. They have to win in the forward pack. Um, if they can do that, then they give themselves every chance because they're at Suncorp Stadium, where I think. They've only lost two of their last 12 games there, so they have an exceptional record there. Uh, but they're going to have to be at their absolute best because New South Wales were red hot in game one. And they've only got one change. So you, you know what's coming from New South Wales. Hmm. What do you think the score's going to be? Mm, I'm going to say 36 to 4. I was going to say something very similar. I was going to say like that's, 40 to 8 or something. That's extremely arrogant. <laughs> Oh, actually, all right, thirty-six. <laughs> that's ex- that's even more arrogant. Yeah, you you will not get a f-ing point. I reckon they're going to struggle to score points as well. Actually, so I don't know. I'd, I reckon somewhere yeah, I'd say eight, maybe two tries versus New South Wales. So yeah, eight eighteen points to fourteen in favour of the Maroons. I I recognise a lot of these players' names: Brian Tu'u, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Travojevic. Tedesco, 
Trebojevic, I recognise all these names because we've been talking about them for like the last 16 weeks. I only recognise Munster, the Cherry Evans guy, I, I and Papalei, or however you pronounce it. Like, I don't know, I think Queensland's going to have a very tough time getting any tries down, to be honest. Yeah, well... I'm 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 going to say eighteen fourteen in favour of Queensland. Oh, look, obviously New South Wales absolutely deserve favouritism because their 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 back five, as you say, are red hot. But the way to control the back five is to bash them up the middle, and that is I, I think um, the thing with game one too is that um, Queensland defended very much like a lot of teams are defending in the NRL at the moment. They're too scared about giving away the sin bins and. You'll actually notice in that game, I don't think Queen, I, I don't think um, Queensland gave away any six again repeats because they were too worried about holding down for too long. And New South Wales has got super quick play the balls, whereas I think New South Wales gave away about eight or nine of them because they didn't care about slowing it down. So I thought, well, if we slow it down, we can set our defence and they won't get through us. So I think Queensland have got to go with a bit more of an aggressive um, mindset in this game and 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 defend. Defend with some aggression, and that's that's where Josh Papali'i will make a massive difference. All right, so um, let's, let's do this. Let's figure out uh, what we think the score is going to be, and then we'll figure out who got the closest. Maybe there's a beer bet or something in it. I'm saying forty to eight, uh, Phantom. Thirty six nil. Principal. Uh, I'm going to go twenty eight to eight. And smokes. Eighteen fourteen in favour of the Maroons. I'm going to. I'll have all that written down. Later, and uh, we'll see who comes closest on Sunday night. And I'm also right. chipping Cherry Evans rest- is going to start crying at the end of this game as well. <laughs> no, half time, yeah. Half-time. <laughs> no, I reckon full time. Another, another thing to point out is that uh, our best player, Cameron Munster, has actually played some football now. He was clearly short of a gallop in game one, so, you know, just just be wary, boys. Just be wary. It's only been get too, two don't... weeks and two games that he's played. Like, how much has they really changed him? It's not going to mean too much when Junior Paulo drops his elbow right through his skull. He, he, he just did his. He, he just did uh, lead his team to a sixty-six point thrashing, didn't he? So he must be uh, in pretty decent nick again. What I would say is, uh, you guys get very cocky very quickly. I find that every time New South Wales win a game, then it's apparently it's apparently it's the, the better start team, of mate. It's the better team. I don't give a crap about who wins, but every, I'm just saying every every it's time the team. every time you guys win one game, it's oh, it's the start of a dynasty. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a better team this round. I'll say that I'm always cocky like that. I think Raiders are going to win all the time. An Iceland curling team could beat the (laughs) fucking Maroons at the moment. They're f***ed. I can't wait to replay all this to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. Wednesday, Sunday night. I'll be there too, by the way, boys. I I scored myself a ticket, so um, might try and get some some snaps of... uh, of the uh, atmosphere and all that, but I'll. I'll and when you're really, really drunk there. because you lost by thirty points, just uh, you well, know, no, 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 some I, won't, I won't mind too much then because look, it's a free <laughs> ticket, so I don't really care. Yeah. All right. Onto some news headlines. Queensland are taking one of the biggest gambles in Origin history. This dire reality forced their hand. Oh, I think that, look. I think the dire reality is the thrashing they copped in game one. Look, um, this is obviously about Reese Walsh, the uh, the male model, making his debut for Queensland after playing only seven first grade games. So there's only one he other is player. Very pretty. He is actually very, very, um, yeah, pretty. Delicate features. Is that him? No, um, not that guy. No, that's that's Harry. I, I don't Brand, get it. I don't reckon he's that. Uh, no, that's not nah. him. Uh, you're, nah. you're a bit of a sticky Ricky. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, you know. Hang on, I need to. Look, they, he looks they, very uh, young. I'll give him that. He is. He's he's eighteen years old. So 
Um, he looks like he's got eyeliner or some sort of makeup on his. He eyes. does look like he's got yeah. eyeliner. There's only one player um, in Origin history who had played less first grade games when they got selected in Origin. That was Ben Eichen. He'd only played four. Um, but there was some unique circumstances behind that because that was the year of the Super League players not being allowed to play, so they kind of had no choice. Um, look, he's in great form. He's playing really good footy. He's going to be a, a Queens, like a long stay member of the Queensland team in years to come. They've obviously been you forced to pick him early because... You that after six or seven games, though. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and when they said... You the... don't. Uh, okay, then, then barring injury then, dickhead. Like, no, I'm you... talking about, like, you th- like Taylor. Remember how Taylor was going to be I... the greatest player no, in the world? No, and I never agreed with that. I never once said That's he was not... going to play Origin. I never once said I'm he was going to be a great player. I'm not saying you did, but everyone is talking this kid up, like, he's going to be your future Queenslander. Yeah. Over. He might fade out. Okay, all right. Well, from what I've seen, I very much doubt that. That's like saying Sam Walker's going to fade out. Do you think he's going to fade no, out? He won't fade out. He's a future immortal. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, so he's not going to fade out. Well, why isn't he this paid guy Origin? Is, this guy, but this guy's already been picked for Origin. Oh, because Paul Green's got a vendetta against the Roosters. Right, right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, he has a vendetta. He has a vendetta against a team that he coached and played for. But not against the Warriors. Yeah, you got it. He's been picked. Uh, it was obviously their hand was forced a little bit due to some injuries. Um, Caitlin Ponger injured. AJ Brimson injured. I think the other thing too, they didn't want to go in with underdone players, and he, he's fully fit and fresh and ready to go, and he's confident. He's been doing an amazing job for the Warriors. Um, let's see how he goes. I'm excited well, to see how he goes. Leading into our next article, Warriors signed second mid-season recruit in a week as Shark star jumps ship. Yeah, well that. Complain for the Newtown Jets, so yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a well they've they've, they've uh, snagged um, Chad Townsend to play for the rest of the season before he moves to Townsville for next year. Um, the Sharks are happy to let him go now. I think they also got that fellow from the Bulldogs, that um, Zelezniak. Yeah, from um, from the Dogs. So it's just talking about that and how they've. Um, uh, snagged a couple of mid-season sizes, which I guess is, is going to help them out this year, especially because they've got some restrictions on them with the whole COVID thing and they, they can't travel home. So it, it definitely helps them, um, you know, so I'm sure they'll both do pretty well. Yep. All right, on to our next article. Ben Eichen set to leave NRL 360 for top job at Broncos. Oh, the saddest part of the week. Oh, dear. Yeah, I think the Broncos are very lucky. Yeah. Why, why is that? I think Ben Eichen is extremely intelligent and I think he's got a really good idea of and vision of what he wants the Broncos to look like. Okay, but how does that make the Broncos lucky? Then doesn't it make it astute and, you know, clever management of a football club? Not luck. It's not like he fell into their laps. They sought him out and they signed him. Lucky he wanted to go there. During the the, yeah. the shit fight that has yeah, been happening right now, but look, I I was I was pretty vocal last year when he was applying for the CEO role that I didn't actually wouldn't was not really in favour of him being the Broncos CEO. However, as general manager of um, of football operations, I think it's a very very good position for him because um, he's look he's going to be the hatchet man. He's going to be the one who's going to be cutting. These players who have got to go and reshaping that that salary cap—that's going to be his main role. 
Um, you, you definitely won't get Bennett there now. No, and 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 that's it. That basically, the, the club have obviously made that call that they're going with Ben Iken rather than trying to bring Wayne Bennett back to the club, and 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 that absolutely that's definitely sealed that. Um, which I'm I'm fine with. I think um, what I liked, especially hearing Ben Iken talk, you know, he could he obviously couldn't go into too much detail about it on on NRL three hundred and sixty in his final week, but you could tell that he was very excited about the opportunity and the challenge of going there. And getting his 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 fingerprints on 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 that that club, and yeah, he had some very positive things to say. He said, "Look, you said the fact is winning is in the Broncos' walls. It's just at the moment they've lost their way a bit, and I'm looking forward to to getting them back on track. And um, so long so long as him and him and Kevin, and look, this is a lot of this comes down to um, getting that CEO Dave Donahue from from the Storm. He's clearly like decisions are being made now." Um, and this is a big one from him. He's obviously done a review. He's like, you know, I want this guy in here running running football operations. We're looking at the next article now where um, some other... Yeah, I was just about to say, it yeah. sounds like this leads perfectly into this next article. Bloodletting it has does, begun. Yeah. <clears throat> Senior figures first to go as Broncos finally swings the axe. Yeah, and, and this was all to do with, like, you know, Kevy started to, to let the, the cat out of the bag at the Thursday press conference after the, the belting we caught by Souths. Um... Uh, Peter Nolan, who was our previous head of football operations, has been sacked. Thank Christ, because I've been calling for that for 18 months. This guy should have gone a long time ago. He basically aligned himself with that criminal player agent, Isaac Moses. So about three quarters of our playing roster was under his management, which meant we were pretty much held at ransom by this bloke. Um, he had to go. Um, finally, they've done it, and our, I think his name was Andrew Kroll, the head of um, the head of performance. Well, you look at the Broncos play; they look like the most unfit team in the competition, despite the fact, despite the unlimited resources they have at that club, they look like the most unfit club. So, surely, if you're head of performance, that that falls on your shoulders. So, see you later. Uh, so the Broncos are starting to make some moves, which is positive. And, um, you know, obviously the Adam Reynolds and the Kirk Capel signings, big. Um, getting rid of these guys, bringing Ben Eichen in. I think Ben Eichen's going to be no nonsense. He's, he's going to cut guys who need to go, and he's going to be um, front foot when it comes to negotiations and things like that. So I think it's um, a very very positive step forward. You can tell that uh, Smokes is the one that curates these news articles because I feel like half of them have been about the Broncos. Well, the, to be fair, these three all relate to each other. That's why yeah, yeah, they sure. put them in together. So. But they're the last three. Anyway, yeah. uh, the last one here is, I know who they are. Tell us fumes in stunning threat to out Broncos going behind Kevy's back. Tell us likes the Broncos again now is all his mates are working there. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, look, and and Phantom and Principal, you both know my my feelings about Gordon Tallis and how I think he's a rat bastard, um, and he always is just talking horrible shit about the football club that made him into a superstar. But this is one of the rare times where I actually kind of can get on board with what he's saying. Obviously, there's some stories about there's a, there's there's a few players who have. Um, remain nameless when they've um, spoken to the media about how they're revolting against Kevin Walters and he's not fair and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, Talos has basically come out and said, look, I know who these guys are and if they keep this up, I'm going to out them so that no club wants to sign them because no club will want players who are just going to go and run to the media when they're, when they're having a bit of a disagreement with the coach. 
Uh, and he had something to say about Matt Lodge too, which like because those two don't don't like each other. But he said he actually said, look, I'll give Matt Lodge a bit of respect here. At least any time he's had to say something, he's put his name to it. He hasn't hid behind it and said, I don't want to be want to be named in this article. He said, no, no, I'm saying this. And and so, look, I actually kind of agree with Talis for once. Um, you know, the clubs aren't going to move forward if you... you know, and and the, look, it's pretty obvious the guys who are going to be revolting against Kevy are the ones who have been to- tapped on the shoulder and said you're not wanted anymore. Well, who cares if they've got a problem with Kevy? They're not going to be there anyway. All right, moving on to our beer bets. Uh, last week... Uh, principal basically just handed out his beers because he lost I four. Know, of right? Them. <laughs> and I took them all. <laughs> no, Phantom. I think I gave one to Phantom, and then I gave oh, the yeah, other three one. to you, Smokes. Thank but you. Uh, yeah, so principals on twenty-one. Same with Phantom, also on twenty-one, and Smokes are on thirty. All that adds up to seventy-two. So my math is handy good. Beers, boys. Cheers. <laughs> um, so this week, bets. Who wants to take the first one? I've already said mine. I'm going to close it again. again. I will bet all my beers oh, on Jesus. the Blues. On the Blues? No, no, I'm not how, about, how about you go four? Go ten. Four beers on the Blues. And then go that against Smokes. Ten beers on the Blues. If you, redu- if you reduce it to four, I'll take it. You just told us how they were going to win with their awesome forward pack. Do it. Yeah. Just got to run through the middle, boys. Run through the middle. It's easy. <laughs> what I said is that's how they can win. Not <laughs> going to control not, the rock. Not that they will definitely win. I said that's how they've got to win. <laughs> Poor Green's on the phone to him now. So, what was it? Oh, I'll control the rock. Boys, boys, he's telling us to control the rock. <laughs> oh, that's mm. what we're meant to do. Mm. But- <laughs> go to four beers at uh, Principal. Uh, Phantom, let's go. Come on. Greedy, this is why they got rid of you at the f- the Cowboys. I know, I f- should have called him earlier. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yes, heaven forbid I give analytical <laughs> assessments. Um, Six beers. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like this, this pimple-faced, big-chinned halfback you were shit ten minutes mm-hmm. ago. Um, you know yeah. they're going to be cheering harder than anyone for him on Sunday night. So the best, no, the best thing that can happen for us is that we win game two, and right at the end, Christian, no, no, Munster has a brain fart and kicks him in the head and takes him out for the season. So <laughs> the Panthers. You know that's got odds of happening. Munster's just been kicking people for fun the last few weeks. He, do, he, do, he does. He does like. He does like kicking, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. That sounds like a beer bet. Who wants okay, to four beers. No, six yeah. beers. Six beers. Six beers. The Blues win. Come on. Six. Make it Smokes, five. You're on 30. Oh, Just do it. Come on, let's go. Move six. on. Right. Five. 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 All right. Let's do All right. Five I'll beers. Take it. I'll take it. Smokes? <clears throat> um, might be a bit. Um, is for the Queensland women's origin team to win by 13 plus and to make her I'll up and to make her up and to score a try. Whoa, I'll take that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you say 30 Hold up on. or 30 plus? 13, 13. Are you saying... Are you saying oh, you no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Just, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Queensland women's origin to win the game and to make her up and to score a try. I'll take so that. No margin, just, just them to win. Yep. Yeah, I'll take and it. And I'm just doing two beers on that one. Yep. <clears throat> you don't want to be down more than seven. No, I just figured I don't want to be too cruel to you guys because it's a that guarantee that that thing will happen, so... All right, we'll see. Right, That's cool. Go. I'm going to say two beers on Jack Whiten scoring on the, from the bench in the game. 
Oh, yeah. I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, I'm taking that too. <laughs> I, love the, I love the fact that even a New South Wales supporter here is taking that bet. He's like, nah, fuck. <laughs> no, fuck. No, you know, Cleary, he could get injured. He comes on. I reckon. Let's run with it. I don't think that's going to happen, Principal. There's going to be a lot of beers exchanging hands one way or another yeah, this round. Every week it's like that. All right, Dugan report. Uh, Sharks played last week, so is there any report? Dugan. No, he's, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he's that's the report then. He's not playing any time soon. That, that's the report. Dugan didn't play. Right. All right. Uh, Push-up challenge. Tomorrow is the last day, I believe. I don't know. Yes, I dropped that after about the 10th day because <laughs> I fell behind and I couldn't keep up. I'm just like, um, Phantom, how have you been going? Good. Have you noticed any... Has anyone noticed anything different in their shoulders slash, you know, arms or whatever area? I've yeah, I've noticed a bit of a difference in my arms. Things that weren't so big are now bigger <laughs> than they were It's a special time in every boy's life where that happens. <laughs> Smokes, you still doing 150 a day? Yeah, mate, I'm averaging that 150 a day. So I worked out of the 3318 we're supposed to do, I've only got eight to do tomorrow to finish off. But I think I'm, I'm the same with um, Phantom. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to at least keep doing 100 a day beyond this. I mean, because I've noticed a little bit of a difference in the in the sort of arm region. I mean, obviously you feel it in the chest and shoulders, but I've noticed a little bit of a difference in the arms too. So it's good for you. It's a good way to start the day, actually. Just jump up, do 50 push-ups, and then get on with the day. It's a good way to start. All right, and principal. Yeah, it's going good. I I was sort of doing them before anyway, so I'll probably just do what I do. But it'll be good not to have to reach the two hundred and twenty in a day when you really can't be bothered. So some of those days I've just yeah. gone, you know what? That's a lot. So it's been a it's been a bit of a punish. But yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. keep up. I'll sort of be doing go back to what I was doing before, which I'm looking forward to doing a little bit more variation rather than the same push-up thing every single day. So, yeah, it's been, mm. been good anyway. It's good to get through it at least. And we've raised a bit of money, which is good as well. So, Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, um, obviously, you'll, you'll put the link in the bios and everything. But, yeah, people, jump on, donate. It's a good, for a good cause. I'll throw I'll throw 50 bucks on. Yeah, I'm going to chuck some of it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, uh, you know, it's all good. Uh, all right, on to game two. I don't really think we need to go through who's going to win. I think we have we know who's going to win uh, and who's going to tip who. So I've just put down uh, Smokes is on Queensland, the rest of us are on New South Wales. That brings us to the end. So, listeners, thank you for sticking around with us over the whole hour and the 15 or 16 weeks we've been doing this. Uh, we will continue next week. Don't worry about that. Uh, and yeah, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your good podcasts from. Uh, and with that, go the Blues. The Mighty Moreau. Go the Blues. Baby, Kane Tones all the way. <laughs>